Church, there comes a point in time when you realize that you have staked your life on everything. Everything. Everything of what you see. Everything of what I believe God shares through me. I have staked my life on it. And it's worth it. It's worth it. He is worth it. We do, we look at this world and we think it's going to hell in a handbasket. We are seeing such a rise of the enemy because God is taking territory. I'm, I'm telling you, I have never lived here, you know that. But this area is a different place than when I first walked in. And God is changing things. And he is changing people. And he is worth it. He is absolutely worth it. Today we're going to be getting into a few things. And we're going to sing in just a moment. (laughs) But we're going to get into a few things today that are going to seem dark. They're going to seem hurtful. They're going to seem painful. They're going to seem like we're just dredging up old things and old memories. And it's not about rehearsing the past. Today is about freedom. And I need you to keep that in the center focus of your mind. But today is about freedom. And it's going to take two weeks to work through all of this, but it is. But there's things we're going to look at, there's things we're going to talk about that can be hurtful. But it's simply because God wants to redeem it and bring healing. We're talking about vision today. And we're talking about how we see things and how God sees things. And before we read our scripture passage, Ms. Vern, if you would please, come and we're going to go into um, our hymn, page 451, Be Thou My Vision. Bye. 
Thank you. If you would remain standing, our scripture reading this morning is a compilation of scriptures that I brought together. I've started in, in Isaiah chapter 43. See, look, understand, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wastelands. And I will take you to a land that I will show you, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and to give you a future. Write it down, the vision that I have for you. Make it plain on the tablets so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end, and it will not prove false. Though it may take some time, wait for it. It will certainly come, and it will not delay. For where there is no revelation, or for where there is no vision from God, the people lose focus. But blessed is he who follows the instruction or the direction of God. I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son does also. For the father loves his sons and daughters and shows them all that he does. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you. You may be seated. So it's been two weeks since we've talked about the backpacks. You guys had homework, right? Don't act like you don't know and the dog didn't eat it. You had homework, right? You're supposed to inventory your backpack. Yeah. You know, I got to thinking about that because I'm like, you know what? This is what I was thinking during the week. I'm like, you know what? They could get help with their homework. You see where I'm going with that? Who would want to inventory your backpack? 
Who would you want to help you inventory your backpack? Not many, right? No, we don't want to do that. <laughs> but we do. We're inventorying our backpacks. So we're taking a look at everything in here. And I did get to think about this too. You know, when we left, we talked about inventorying our backpacks. We were thinking about all the rocks, right? Were you thinking about your rocks that you had to take out and look at? Did anybody think about and consider bypassing all the rocks and looking at their gifts and their talents? Perspective, right? Sermon in a sentence. You ready? Your perspective defines your direction. Your perspective defines your direction. That's what we're going to be talking about, our perspective and all today. Vision is important. Vision is vital. So much so that it's the number one way that God communicated with man throughout Scripture. 750 plus times God gave a dream, shared a vision. Angels appeared in the sky. He shared things that we could see and understand visually because most of us are visual people right so if i were to say let your mind just go blank and have a whiteboard and i go what does your couch look like in your living room most of us get a picture right that's vision that's being able to see and understand those things so god oftentimes throughout scripture communicated by way of vision or seeing things so that's one of the reasons why, why vision is so important. Vision, perspective, defines our direction. Now, as far as our rocks are concerned, there's a lot to deal with. Some of them are larger than others. Therefore, some of them are heavier than others. Some of them we know that are there, but if we close our eyes, much like little children, if I can't see it, it can't see me. So I'm all good. Because I don't have to deal with it. Don't want to deal with it. But there are things that God does that can bypass those rocks that we carry. You see, I asked you to inventory your backpack not so that you have a list of things that you have to work through before God will step in and help. The question to inventory your backpack is to let you know and understand that God will step in and take those from you. And it's not your job alone to get them out of your backpack. This is the freedom that I'm talking about. So those of us who deal with regret or fear or worry or we are the skeptic because we have every question in the book about why something is or how something is or why would this happen or whatever their questions are. It's not about... Us having to deal with it. It's about us watching God take care of that for us. 
Because when he steps in and he takes care of those things and he pulls those things away, then our faith grows. Our trust builds. So there are some times that we have these things in our backpacks that all of a sudden the Lord's like, okay, Ian, you have dealt with loss. You know what? I own it. Gone. That's what I died for. I'm going to take care of it. Done. There are other things like loneliness that it's a process. Now, I am not saying that loneliness is a process. God will choose what he will take immediately and what he will walk you through. It can be any of these things, and he can handle it any way that he wants to. The point is, is that at the end of the road, there is freedom. It's not something that you have to be chained to. It's not something that a prison, it's not your prison cell that you're locked in. All of these things, Jesus died on the cross for. Remember, he's our savior, right? He's our savior. He saves us from our sin, and he saves us from this. But he removes these things from our backpacks... So that we know what we're working with in our gifts and our talents. All of our purposes, all of our, our portrait, all of our nuggets of gold and our gems. All of those wonderful things that he's given us. We get to use and live by. But today we're talking about perspective. And sometimes because of all of these rocks, because of our fear, because of our regret, because of those things that we've been betrayed because of our loss, we lose focus. We lose perspective on the right, and we end up seeing life incorrectly. Never how God designed, but exactly how the enemy designed, because he wants you to see life through your fear. Your fear. And that's everything from the decision whether to go to the grocery store or do I step out and take a new job. It's all of those things. But you see it through this. And it blocks your vision. And your perspective is fearful. So then your direction gets off. It could be things that we did in our past. Well, you know, Ian, it's always been that way. It's happened since I don't know what. It was that way with my parents. It was that way with my grandparents. It's the way it's going to be with me. Or I did something that created a past for me that doesn't allow me to freely move into what God's called me to be, how he's designed me, or what my purpose is because of this. If God can redeem a murderer and turn him into the great apostle Paul, there's hope. And hope not as in, I hope so, but hope as in, God's going to be, okay, I get you on the right path. Let's get rid of this stuff and let's move forward. Because I have this painted for you already. 
You see, behold, look, see, understand, don't you perceive it? I'm doing a new thing in you, with you, for you. Some of us have pain. We look at everything through these eyes. Relationships. How can life ever be what it once was? I've got so much pain. I don't know how to deal with it. Exactly. That's part of my point, is that we don't know how to deal with it. So then why is the God who created us to be all of this going to look at you and go, you know what, you've got so much pain in your life. When it's done, call me. Then I can help you. You see, this isn't our pain. I know that's a, a, that can be a tough concept to understand. But if he died for us, he died for us, all of us, even what we're dealing with. That's why he's called a redeemer, the rescuer. It's because he rescues us from us. Questions? We question everything. Why? How? Skeptical. This is, this blinds us. You see nothing but question marks. When God does something, you need to know, okay, well, scientifically, really. Or, how could I ever become? Or you have this understanding in your head or in your heart about who you're supposed to be, but how would I ever get there? Well, you know, God helps those who help themselves, and Okay, I'm going to tell you, that's not in the Bible. It isn't. That, you could preach a sermon series on that. But it isn't. It, it, it's one of those things to where, well, you know, if you don't help yourself, then God's not going to help you. If that's the case, then how do you ever accept Christ and become a Christian? We have nothing to bring him that he doesn't already have. And he loves us dearly. Part of what we run into in, in these situations is that we don't... We don't believe that he is a good father. Now for whatever reason and whatever definition you have in your head about your earthly father... That's, that's between you and them and, and, and between you and the Lord. But it's like my understanding as a dad is that my kids need to be able to relate to God because of what they see here. So everything of who God is all of his loving kindness, his grace, his mercy, his, his patience. They need to see, they, my kids, need to be able to look through this and see that and go, when the day comes that I need him, I know that this 
earthly person will point that direction. So if we look at all of these things and these weights that we carry and these lenses that we look at life through, it can be pride. I got this. I can handle this. I don't need anybody else. I don't need anything else. But all of these things block our view of the reality of who God is. And because of all of these things, we feel like at points we've got to get rid of this to be able to interact with Him, with Jesus. And that's not true. Because He says, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. Not all you who have got it together. Bring me your hurts. Bring me your pains, your past. Bring me your pride. And I will bring life into focus. This portrait of who you are does not include any of this. It doesn't. And God can remove these things and he will if you let him. If we're too busy looking at life through these eyes, then we will never gain the path that God has for us. Jesus said, I came to give life and to, gave, to give life abundantly. I came to give life and to give life, one version even says, to the full. That means up and overflowing. Can you imagine life without this? Can you imagine your life without this? I'm not saying that you won't be attacked because the enemy also is here to steal, kill, and destroy. So we are in a war. But the reason we are unloading our backpack of these things is because there is something else that we need to put in here. Okay? You following me? This is a whole process. So we're going to empty our backpack of these things, understand what this is, because there's things in that we need to put in here because we live in a battle. And they're called weapons. Because even though these are dropped at the foot of the cross, the enemy's going to come after you. The biggest guy on the block... There's some bully who's going to try and take you out. That's just how it works. The Bible promises us that it's coming. But the Bible also promises that we are overcomers. That we are strong, that we are powerful, that we are mighty. It's also for us to understand that we have a big brother. So that when you get beat up on the block, you can run home and go, Hey, uh, Jesus, there's this guy that lives about three doors down. And he's like, great. Let's go. I'll be back in a moment. 
You see, it's that kind of a relationship that God is drawing us into. And I know it seems a little unconventional at points, but the truth of the matter is, is that we are in a war spiritually more than we, we ever have been. And we're seeing it. We're praying for it. We're praying against it. But we are not, church, defenseless. We are not. All of the competitiveness that we have, all of the desire that we love to be out on the field and, and playing. And, and, and There was a friend of mine in college, and it's when, when Liberty started playing secular schools. And so reporters came and asked some questions. And they're like, so from a Christian perspective, how do you line up offense and defense and slam into each other? You know, isn't that kind of violent? And this friend of mine put a t-shirt together that said, if Jesus was across the line for me, he'd put you on your butt. Right? Jesus came to win. So much so, he gave his life for it. He gave his life for it. And no matter where we are right now, wherever we are mentally, wherever we are emotionally, things that you might be thinking about right now, that the past came up or a situation that hit you this weekend. You were never created to lose. Never. You were never created to lose. We can talk about how bad the world is right now and how the enemy is running rampant. Church, never forget, only a third of the angels were sent out of heaven. There's another two-third up there waiting to defend you. Perspective. Perspective. It is the most powerful thing that God is working to instill into us in our church right now is that we see things the way he sees them. That these are done away with. That this comes into focus so that we can be what he has designed us to be. Next week, we are going to talk a little bit about, and just briefly, how did we get here? How did we end up looking at life this way? What did we hold on to? But we're going to focus on how to get rid of it, how to move past it, how to renounce it, disown it, empty our backpacks. And move forward. This week. And I'm going to pray over us. But this week. As God. Allows. Situations in your life. I'm going to ask. The Lord to bless us. By 
us understanding how do we see these situations. You see, what we're doing is we're bringing these things to light. Because see, if they keep hidden, then the enemy's like, man, that's all good. You, you don't have to mess with it. They don't understand. They're just living life this way. But as we bring these things to light, the light shines on the darkness and perspective changes. So through this next week, you're going to see things a little differently. It may be to a point to where you see yourself in a situation and you're going to realize, I can't believe I look at this situation that way. That's not right. I'm looking at it the way I shouldn't. That lets you know that God's leading you into the way you should look at it. But I want to pray for you guys. It's going to be an interesting week for us. It is. But it's a good week. Keep perspective that God is healing. That's what's happening. God is healing. Head to toe, top to bottom. But he's taking care of us as a whole so that we move forward in power and strength. After the service, I'm going to stay down here. If anybody would like for me to pray with you, I would be more than happy to. I would just be more than happy to. So after we finish up and after I pray and after we sing our closing, then, um, then I'm just going to hang out down here. But you guys are more than welcome to come down. would love to pray over you. Because all of this is going to change. All of this gets washed off and we see clearly. That's where God's taking us. That's the vision of where he's taking us. That's our direction. That's our path. Do I know there's a lot to deal with? Absolutely. Do you know why I know? Because my life used to be a wreck. And I can stand up here and go, man, if God can arrange this, he certainly can help you. And he wants to. That was my biggest thing when I realized that he was there to help me. But I would love to pray for you. But let me pray for you now and we'll be dismissed. Father, Lord God, I thank you for this time that you've given us, God. How you've blessed us. Father, I thank you for your Holy Spirit and how he resides in our hearts. Father, I pray throughout this week that you allow us to see our situations, Father, in a different way. Father, I pray that you bring to our minds how we are seeing things. God, I ask that your spirit reveal how we are looking at life. And Father, that in that same instance, that your spirit would flood us with hope and peace and an understanding and joy that what we are facing is being overcome. Father, we ask for your freedom and your deliverance on these. Father, thank you for loving us so deeply. In Jesus' name, amen.